0: All right, welcome to the revolution. Hope you are having a fantastic day. The revolution of the strong, the critical thinkers, the logical thinkers against the stupidity that is the general American public. We are facing many crises in this country, and history has shown that the strong abuse the weak. That if you are unpredictable if you are you know a little bit of crazy then bullies strong people don't want to mess with you strong nations throughout history have taken over little nations and they have stopped when they fear losing right now nobody fears losing to America unfortunately that is the case we see what we have going on in Ukraine right now and I want to share a unique history with you of Ukraine now, on November 13th, 2013, um, Euro Maiden protests erupted in the Ukraine capital of Kiev after the country's then president uh, Viktor Yanukovych shelves a free trade deal with the EU in favor of closer ties to Russia. February of 2014, these protests continue to spread across Ukraine, with police firing live ammunition at demonstrators. Not rubber bullets, live ammunition. The Ukrainian parliament votes to impeach uh, the president, and the interim government draws up an arrest warrant for the ousted president. However, he fled to Russia, decrying his removal as a coup. February through March of 2014, Russian troops take over Ukraine's Crimean Peninsula and and seize the regional parliament and government buildings. March of 2014, the regional parliament holds a referendum on the status of Crimea just two weeks after the Russian military occupation begins. 95% vote in favor of joining the Russian Federation. Russia then signs a treaty with Crimea leaders to formally annex the peninsula. In response, the leaders of the G8 remove Russia from the bloc, which is now known as the G7. The annexation is also declared illegal in a non-binding resolution adopted by the UN General Assembly. Now, let me just pause right here and say these dates that you're noticing, 2013 to 2014. Who was president? Obama. Obama. People outside of America viewed Obama as weak and saw America as non-responsive to issues. The other thing I want to point out is look at what would have happened if a Russian country would have wanted to leave Russia and be free and they voted 95%. You know the G7, G8 would have agreed with it they would have said okay if the majority of the people want it then let them do it this is a free world right not so much if it deals with russia and you are the g8 if you want war april of 2014 pro-russia separatist militants take control of the donbass region of eastern ukraine these militants are believed to be supported by the russian government although moscow denied it vehemently Probably they were. March, December 14th, throughout the year, then-Canadian Prime Minister Stephen Harper announced numerous sanctions affecting Russia and Ukrainian companies and individuals involved in the annexation of Crimea, and then armed separatist movement in Donbas. September of 2015, Canada commences Operation Unifier, sending around 200 Canadian Armed Forces members every six months to help the security forces of Ukraine with military training. Um, These members are called CAF, Canadian Armed Forces, are expected to remain in the country until March of 2022. Canada, throughout the last five years, six years, has been adding uh, more Russian, Ukrainian individual and companies to its sanction list. So far, they have affected over 440 individuals and entities. In 2016, the Canada-Ukraine Free Trade Agreement signed, entering into force in August of the following year. Now, mind you, every mainstream media that is liberal, socialist, and wants to support the Democrats, wants to add in to this timeline um, two things that are irrelevant in the Russia-Ukraine uh, issue, yet I will say them just so people can say I'm being fair. They say in 2019, actor and comedian, uh, Volodymyr Zelensky is elected president of Ukraine in a landslide vote, ushering in a new era of Ukraine-Russian relations. And this is the big one. In 2019 September, whistleblowers alleged that President Trump had frozen 400 million in security for Ukraine in an attempt to coerce Zelensky into investigating political rival Joe Biden and his family for damaging information. Now, what does that have to do with Russia and Ukraine? A little bit, because Biden and Biden's son were owned by Ukraine and Russia knew it. Everybody knew it, in fact, yet nobody wanted to investigate it. But it really has nothing to do with the conflict and where we're at today. It's just another distracting distraction mainstream media wants to utilize to make it look like this wasn't just weak Democrat presidents. So then Biden takes over, probably the weakest most dementia-filled president in the history of U.S. presidents. And in November of 2021, all of a sudden, satellite imagery shows a buildup of Russian troops on the border with Ukraine, stoking fears of a potential invasion. Zelensky also says that Russia has mobilized 100,000 soldiers in the border area, along with tanks and other heavy equipment. In December... On December 7th, 2021, President Joe Biden speaks with his Russian counterpart over a video call. Putin called for NATO to guarantee an end to eastward expansion while Biden threatened to impose harsh economic sanctions if Russia invades Ukraine. January 2nd, 2022, in a call with Zelensky, Biden promises that the U.S. and allies will act decisively if Russia further invades Ukraine. January 22, 2022, Canada offers a $120 million loan to Ukraine aimed at bolstering the country's economy. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says the federal government is also looking into expanding its uniform mission, providing defensive weapon and equipment, and imposing more sanctions on Russia. January 26, 2022, Canada extends Operation Unifier. For three more years and announces the deployment of 60 more troops to the Ukraine. Honestly, do you think 260 Canadian troops are going to make a difference against a mass of Russian people? The commitment also includes a shipment of non-lethal equipment, intelligence sharing, and support to combat cyber attacks. January 31st, 2022, Canadian Defense Minister Anita Anand travels to Kiev to meet her Ukrainian counterpart. While Ukraine has asked for lethal weapons, Canada does not commit to providing any. February second, 2022, the U.S. announces the deployment of 2,000 troops to Poland and Germany and 1,000 more to Romania, sparking condemnation from Russia. February seventh, 2022, in an attempt to defuse the standoff over Ukraine, French President Emmanuel Macron holds talks in Moscow, while German Chancellor Olaf Scholz meets with officials in Washington. Now, Democrats are putting 3,000 troops close to this skirmish. That is sacrificial meat to say, hey, we're doing something for Ukraine for all the bribes you paid me and my son. I'm calling it what it is, folks. But what you need to take out of the information I just shared is, look, notice. Countries around the world were unsure over how President Trump would react. They feared him. So they didn't do stupid, harsh moves. But as soon as President Trump was removed and dementia-ridden Biden was put into office, then we all of a sudden have skirmishes, America's close to a war again, a war we don't need. But while the world is watching Ukraine, the Democrats are watching you and me because they fear us in stopping their socialist takeover of America. That's all they care about. They want to be able to take America socialist. They want to command, enslave you, put chains on you, and... Be damned with the rest of the world. They could care less if the rest of the world falls to Russia, to China, to anybody else. We, right now, currently in America, have the weakest foreign policy that has ever existed in America as our nation. Now, I said it before. Bullies always look to conquer the weak. But if the weak are protected by somebody strong, they'll leave them alone. That's how the rest of the world was with America. America was the strong protector under Reagan, under Kennedy, a Democrat, under every president until Obama and Biden. And our enemies are taking full advantage of the chaos happening in America with America focusing its vision on people who love our republic residing within our borders. We have an issue in our nation right now. We have a problem with our government. Our government cares more about enslaving us, putting mask mandates, forcing injections, making people lose their jobs, Why? Well, I've said it for over a decade, almost two decades now on the radio. If you can make people dependent on the government, if you can destroy the middle class, if you can destroy the small business owner, then you can control and take over America. That's the Marcus Planks. That is the communist manifesto. That is how you destroy nations. You start with the education system, which the Democrats did ages ago and you move on to the independently employed people, the people who don't depend on you, because people who don't depend on you are easier to control. Now, we have these issues. You've heard the timeline. The timeline mostly happened under Obama. When Trump got elected, it stopped. Democrats would say, yes, it's because he was on the take of the Russians, The Russians want Ukraine. Why would they stop for a Republican president if they don't fear that Republican president? This is the issue I have with liars in the mainstream media and with liars in politics. Russia stopped aggression because America was once again strong. We were focusing on our military. We were focusing on foreign policy. We were focusing on ending NATO. We were focusing on getting out of the UN. We were focusing on being independent and free once again, which the Democrats do not want us to be. And in doing so, Russia, China, bullies around the world stopped and paused and said, okay, What happens if we attack Ukraine with a strong America and a united America? Well, then the media started to attack Trump, take the focus off of the good things that Trump was doing, and focused on the words that he said that were offensive. We have become such insecure babies in America. We just want to dominate. We saw it with the Super Bowl halftime show. They put criminals on uh, people who hate the police, people who want um, black people to rise up and, and kill whites. It's, it's, it's insane how the mainstream corporations and mainstream media are still trying to divide and make us hate each other. And it's going to drive us into another war, folks. Your sons and daughters of every ethnic race that's out there are going to be sacrificed by your government in defense of a nation that we should not even be in the situation we are with we are there because of weakness we are there because our country cares more about placing chains on us bankrupting our children taking over our nation making us socialist than it does about leaving our independence, freedom, and liberty alone and focusing on trying to help nations around the world achieve a republic. This is, this is the problem radio hosts like me have been talking about for over a decade. We always said the day was coming. We might have uh, missed announced the day. We might have uh, spoken too early. But the writing was on the wall. The writing has been on the wall for a long time. We have watched since my generation of high schoolers, the 1980s, with no real national debt to a nation that is approaching, well, not approaching. We are at a debt that is unsustainable. Un, we are unable to pay it back. We owe more to Russia and China So do we really want to start a conflict with Russia and China? Putin is a predator of the weak. Putin stays in line and does a pretty decent job of expanding freedom for the people in Russia as long as there's somebody stronger than him in the world that he fears is a touch bit crazy. There's not that fear anymore. Right now, nobody fears America. Nobody looks at America as... uh, the beacon of light on the hill. Nobody looks at America as that free nation that will stand and rise up and defend honor and liberty for people who want it. One of the most funniest statements in that timeline is when Crimea, at over 95%, wanted independence. Yet, America says that was wrong for Russia to take him. Now, how many... Um, Places are there, Puerto Rico, other places that America supports that want freedom. We went to Kuwait because they wanted freedom from their government and forced it upon them. We watched Saddam Hussein. We watched Gaddafi get killed in streets. We went to nations who didn't like their leaders and supported the people. Yet when the people of Crimea wanted Russia to be their leader... America says, no, wait, this isn't a revolution we're starting. This is a revolution somebody we don't like is starting. This is somebody wanting to go in. What would happen if Crimea would have voted to come into America or any other nation? Would the G8 have been so adamant about not allowing it you have to ask yourself these questions you have to use critical thought logical thought and say how would have the world reacted if Crimea would have wanted to go anywhere else when the wall came down in Germany East Germany didn't really want it but they did it because West Germany and the world wanted it see this is a problem with picking and choosing where we interfere and where we don't interfere what about Texas that wants their freedom in any other world, if Texas was outside of the United States and in Russia or a Chinese providence, America and the Democrats would say they deserve it. But because they depend on Republican-ran states for their welfare, they wouldn't grant you the same freedoms. If we were a Middle Eastern country, Texas, and I'm using Texas as an example because they have um, many times stated that they wanted to become an independent country. If they would be located in the Middle East, Democrats would fly helicopters over and drop grenade launchers and ground-to-air service missiles and weaponize the people to overthrow their government. The problem is their government is our government. So Democrats don't want states that they depend on for their welfare and poverty programs in urban cities like California and New York. They need your money. They just don't need you to believe in freedom. This is the problem with America. The timeline clearly shows it. Obama was weak. Biden is weak. A a whole pause of conflict for the four years President Trump was in charge. Why? Why? Did all of a sudden Putin want the Ukraine less? Did, did all of a sudden Putin say, okay, the Ukraine's not that important? No. It's because the bully on the block did not want to cross the stronger person, the bigger bully, you can call it, because people always called Trump a bully. But the, but the issue is we were better for it. Ukraine was better for it. Even though Ukraine put their money and their rehorse, uh, their resources behind the wrong horse, behind the Biden family. They blackmailed and bribed the wrong family. And now look where they're at. Because I doubt if Russia really wanted to take over the Ukraine, it would last more than 48 hours and it would be over. And then you'd have the G7, and the United Nations, and the UN, uh, that's the same thing, um, NATO, sorry, would be trying to get Russia to give it back. <laughs> How does that ever work? How does it work for us, telling Democrats to give us back our liberty and our freedom? They are focused more on January 6th, the peaceful protest that they want to paint as riots, than they are anything else in the world. And Biden is afraid to speak to the media. Biden is weak. Face it. I'm not making derogatory statements. I actually feel bad for the current president because he was used as a puppet. He doesn't have the mental capacity to be the president of the United States. But people behind the scenes, the shadow government, the dark money, wanted a puppet they could control. Do you think the military-industrial complex likes not having America in conflict anywhere? The only way military-weapon companies, military-industrial complex that supplies weapons, ammunition, make money is if there's conflict. They don't make any money if there's no conflict. They're not reselling any surface-to-air missiles. They're not reselling the refitting of of F-35s or tank weaponry or small arms weaponry, or grenades. They don't make money because that weaponry is not being used for anything but training. They make billions if there's conflict and war. They are sitting in their offices right now trying to think of ways that they can stoke the fires and get America involved in another war. And if you don't believe it, look at the history of the money behind the military-industrial complex. Look at how... They have been involved behind the scenes in every conflict since World War I. Folks, it's critical thinking time. It's logical thinking time. You have a weak president. You have an opportunity in 2022 to strengthen our power by getting rid of Democrats in the Senate and the House and letting them deal with a weak president. And then you'll have another opportunity in 2024 to reelect a stronger president. If it's not Trump this next time, make it DeSantos. Make it somebody who the world fears, who can put a stronger light on America, who can make us um, powerful again, make us respected again. Folks, you're listening to the Disciples of Liberty on the America Out Loud Network. The America Out Loud Network has many hosts with many passions, but the one passion we all share is freedom and liberty. We all love the Constitution. You need to help us grow. You need to share shows like this on your social media, your TikTok, Talk About Us, your Instagram, your Facebook, your Telegram, anything that you utilize as social media. You need to get the word out there that the only way people get facts now are by media sources like us, not CNN, not Fox, not any mainstream media that's on the national TV. If my show is not your flavor, if you don't really want to embrace the Constitution, if you think I'm too harsh, find another host. Find a way to get involved in freedom, folks, because freedom isn't free. Freedom comes with a cost, and that cost is your involvement. Our founding fathers never intended American people to be so intellectually challenged that they would allow politicians to make Washington, D.C., a lifetime of money for corporate and dark money and shadowed corporations that wanted control of a nation without actually having their faces involved, could pull the strings of puppets and control the world without actually putting their lives in jeopardy. We're going to continue on with Ukraine after the flip side. If there is show comments, make sure you email me at Alders. that's a A-A-L-D-E-R-S, at live.com. Tell me a show you'd like me to do or research. Also, if you want to support the station and the network, heavensbrew.com. It is premium coffee delivered right to your door from all around the world, the best coffee suppliers in the world. And $2 from every purchase goes to the station, to the network. We are just launching this. We don't have sales. Our test samples were received by coffee connoisseurs, and they loved it. So become a part of saving the Constitution and educating those who want to be involved. I doubt we can save Washington, and I'll see you on the flip side.
1: In 2008, the amount of concentrated time people could spend on a task without becoming distracted was 12 seconds. Five years later, it was only eight seconds, one second less than a goldfish. If you find yourself always distracted or having trouble recalling information, you're likely to fall behind in the demanding, fast-paced 21st century. In other words, brain performance is more critical now than ever. Boost your brain power with Healthy Cells Focus Plus Recall.
2: Dr. Vladimir Zelenko knows a thing or two about the immune system. He was nominated for a Nobel Prize for his early COVID-19 treatments, and now he's offering his z supplements to our listeners at a discount. Just go to ZStackLife.com freedom. That's ZStackLife.com freedom. It's time to rethink COVID disinfection. A study by Harvard, Drexel, and Virginia Tech concluded, we don't have a single documented case of COVID transmission through surfaces. The reality is that COVID spreads mainly through the air. Shared air is the problem, not shared surfaces. The solution is the Genesis Fogger, which uses natural HOCL to disinfect both air and surfaces simultaneously. It's perfect for home or business. NIH says HOCL may well be the disinfectant of choice for coronaviruses. There's nothing more natural or more effective. Genesis fogs at the precise particle size to combat COVID and other harmful pathogens. It's what's missing from your disinfecting protocol. Visit genesisfogger.com. America Out Loud listeners receive a 15% discount with promo code OUTLOUD at genesisfogger.com outloud.
1: The American Constitution is the most magnificent document on earth. We are America Out Loud. Join us as we celebrate the genius of our founding fathers. You can listen in on our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all.
0: Welcome back to the Disciples of Liberty. Today we're discussing Ukraine. Now the mainstream media, the politicians in Washington, at least most on the Democratic side, some on the Republican side, want you to believe that Ukraine is all happening because of Russia's gluttonous desire to reestablish the USSR, to take back the nations that it once lost, and to take over the Ukraine. But, you could state that, that that is uh, Putin. He's a bully by nature. He uh, He's always wanted to control and to dominate the world. But you also have to give America the responsibility it deserves. America is weak under our current president. America has... Failed in its obligation to be that beacon of light on the hill for other nations who seek freedom and want a strong republic of their own. We have basically given up on the original intent of our nation, of our constitution, and we are at war with each other rather than um, trying to unite our nation and, and be the world observers of peace and freedom. It's not just me saying this. Former director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe, scolded President Biden's administration for a foreign policy he marked as surrender and retreat. Quote, so far, the Biden foreign policy has been one of surrender and retreat on national security and foreign policy issues, Ratcliffe said. It's not a coincidence that Russia and China have stepped up and have and have done, for instance, joint exercises off the coast of Japan for the first time ever back in October, these things are starting because they see an opportunity here with the current administration. What Russian President Vladimir Putin is doing in Ukraine right now, it's not a coincidence, unquote. Ratcliffe noted that Biden's border crisis, surrender of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline to Putin, And disastrous Afghanistan withdrawal all constitute a cue to contrast to Biden. American adversaries were afraid or respected President Trump's leadership enough that they wouldn't do the things that they're doing now. And these things are happening solely because Biden is weak and the world sees him as weak. He knocked Biden advisor Lloyd Austin, Anthony Blinken, Mark Miley, and Jake Sullivan as the architects of the most degrading and humilitary military defeat, arguably, of everyone's lifetime. But yet the worst is yet to come, he warned. Now, this is how bad the Afghanistan withdrawal was. (laughs) The politicians asked the military to rank, to give a report on the Afghan withdrawal and and say whether it was handled correctly or not. And it wasn't. The report blasted Biden and the Democrats for uh, leaving weaponry behind in the hands of terrorists, for not protecting American citizens, for basically broadcasting our withdrawal on mainstream media all over the world so enemies knew it was going to happen. And what Biden's response was, I don't believe it. They're liars. Once again, no facts. He didn't offer countering facts. It's the same thing the Democrats did when Trump was in office. Trump did this. Trump did this. Trump did this. It's not facts. It's just us saying he did it. And it's insane. But it's not just our former uh, director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe, that's saying it. DeSantis in Florida America's enemies know our president is weak. He focuses on kindergartners while the world burns. That's a comment of him going around to to kindergarten classes and talking to them. Because with dementia, they share the same intellect, if not higher, than our current president. He slammed President Biden during Fox News interview. Um, Over his chaotic pullout from Afghanistan, saying that America's enemies view him as weak and that Biden is more focused on masking kindergartners and uh, putting mandates out that will hurt America's economy than he is with fixing the problems of the world. He's asleep at the switch, a direct quote from DeSantis. Quote, when you're leaving thousands of Americans to fend for themselves behind enemy lines, that matters. When you're leaving billions of dollars in military equipment for our enemies to just take and use, that matters. It's going to make that area of the world a disaster, Unquote. It's only obvious to everybody but Democrats in the mainstream media that Americans are at risk that all of our adversaries are taking the measure of Joe Biden and they see that he is not somebody who's capable of leading with conviction and leading on the world stage. So they're going to do everything they can, as long as he's president, to take advantage of that. We're in for a rocky remaining term of this president. As long as he's president, the world's at risk. DeSantis also went on to say that Biden was on vacation. They had to ply him off vacation to give a kind of half cock statement on camera that said he wasn't taking questions. Then he goes back on vacation, and he's obsessed, while you have all this stuff going on with Afghanistan, obviously all this stuff at our southern border, which radio hosts like Sean Hannity and... uh, Everybody on America Out Loud has been talking about for decades. Um, the biggest border disasters in the history of our country, inflation, gas prices, what does he do? He's obsessed with having the government force kindergartners to wear masks in school. He also added a poignant question. You've got to wonder, where are your priorities? that you're so obsessed with this issue and so obsessed with taking away parents' rights that you're letting Afghanistan burn, our border burn, and so many other things in this country fall to pieces. This is insane, what is going on in our world today. What is going on in our nation? We have a weak, dementia-filled person at the helm We don't know who's really in control of our nation. It's it's the people, the dark money people. We know that. Um, And I gave you a list of of some of the corporations that are behind it. But the actual transcript said this, quote, well, he's asleep at the switch. And first, let me say, I mean, obviously, after 9-11, we needed to go in and route the Taliban and Al-Qaeda. But I think in hindsight, we should have come home after that. I think trying to do the democracy and all that thing that the Democrats wanted to do and Republicans supported, I think, has been very problematic. Now, having said that, and I think Trump was right to say we needed to come home after Afghanistan, how do you do that matters. When you're leaving thousands of Americans to fend for themselves behind enemy lines, that matters. When you're leaving billions of dollars in military equipment for our enemies to just take, that matters. We are at risk. China, Russia, North Korea, all of our adversaries have measured and found our president lacking. Lacking in will, lacking in determination, lacking in mental capacity, folks. This is dangerous to the world, having this man and this Congress in charge of our nation. We have put our hands and people who are more interested in destroying your life than they are in protecting the lives of the weak. Now, when you say they've tested us, see, bullies like to test a little bit. In school, a bully would like nudge you or push you and see if you came back at him with some quirky response or stood up to him. If you don't stand up to them, they push you a little further. And they push you a little further until they beat you up. That's sort of like how the mainstream media is. They push Trump, they push Trump, they push Trump, but Trump always came back on them. So then they sought to destroy him with the rest of the people. Start telling stories. It's like what a high school bully would do. Oh, I could beat that guy up. That guy's bad. That guy's evil. That guy's nasty. They try to um, get an improper vision of who the person is out to the world, out to the school, because... They're afraid to take him on toe-to-toe. And it wasn't just DeSantis and our former other person. While the Biden administration fixates on smearing political opponents as domestic terrorists, like you and me, and effectively silencing, targeting, and pursuing them accordingly, bona fide terrorists, foreign adversaries, Violent criminals have been greenlit into action with total impunity. Consider the striking contrast in recent developments. Early this month, the Biden Department of Justice announced it was building a new domestic terror unit, despite the fact it has never clearly demonstrated a threat to America domestically by any of the January 6 people. To put the purported peril in perspective, an FBI official noted there were four domestic violent extremist attacks in 2021, resulting in 13 deaths. By comparison, last year, there were more than 800 murders in a single city, Chicago. Now, these 13 deaths of extremist attacks didn't happen in Washington, D.C., because the only person killed in Washington, D.C. was a girl shot by a police officer Totally wrongly done. It was done in Minnesota. It was done in Seattle, in Portland. It was done by the Black Lives Matter. Yet, they want to paint you and I as the domestic terrorists. Officials have stated, these are Biden's officials, that the more urgent danger primarily derives from these espousing racial or ethnic bias or anti-government or anti-authority sentiments. In practice, this has meant critics of the regime, if you oppose federalizing elections and enshrining 2020's integrity-eroding measures, draconian COVID dictates, if you don't like those, or taxpayer-funded indoctrination into racial Marxism, critical race theory, you are treated as a threat. Liable to be targeted with the brute of the federal force, yet... You can threaten America if you're Russia. You can threaten America if you're China. You can threaten America if you're North Korea. You can threaten America if you're a cartel from Mexico. Anybody can threaten America except people who want freedom and don't really threaten America, but threaten to restore our Constitution and the rule of law. Shortly after all that, Biden, Department of Justice, either bending to or otherwise providing cover by withering pressure from the left to make the legal fallout of January 6 match the administration's unhinged rhetoric on the subject, charged several Capitol riot participants with sedition. For a sense of, to how infrequently prosecutors have successfully made such a case and the grave level to which a defendant acts must rise in order to meet that charge, no one... No one, not one person from January 6th has been convicted of seditious conspiracy at all. In fact, since 1995, when the blind sheik Omar Abdul Raham and nine of his followers were prosecuted. They were convicted for activities like conspiring in the first World Trade Center bombing, plotting to bomb another New York City landmarks assassinating militant Zionist Rabbi Mir Kahan and planning the same to former Egyptian President Hosni Mubarak. Meanwhile, they want to put Americans who peacefully protested and who want our constitution restored in that same category, folks. Meanwhile, More details emerged that Education Secretary Miguel Cardona also colluded with the National School Board Association to concoct the infamous letter sent to Attorney General Merrick Garland used to justify federal authorities on concerned parent outrages over critical race theory and anti-scientific COVID restrictions. The FBI even tagged such threats with a handy label, EDUO Officials to track them internally, EDU officials. They want anybody who doesn't like them taking full control of your children, who wants to know what's going on in the classroom, you're a terrorist. Actual terrorists aren't terrorists. People around the world who want to destroy America aren't terrorists, but you are because you want the best for your children. Wokeism world demands subjugating the unwoke. They, if you do not believe whatever rhetoric they have of the week, whatever uh, people like Eminem and Black Lives Matter and Antifa want to say as truth, they want to subjugate, throw you off the air. If you're in Hollywood, they don't want you being able to talk to anyone. If you are in the press, they will make sure you are silenced. If you are out there at rallies, they will watch you and, and, and put every force of the federal government behind you. What of the actual enemies of our republic? You know, not the livid parents. Apparently, they're neither tracked nor pursued. They are actually encouraged to do what they do. This is the America you now live in. Is this the America you want? Senator Ted Cruz even spoke on the floor. He laid into President Biden, blasting him for empowering America's enemies around the world. He described this as a pattern. And he said, quote, As a result of illegitimate President Biden's weakness and appeasement, this administration gave Afghanistan to the Taliban and 13 American service members were tragically murdered. As a result of illegitimate President Biden's weakness and appeasement, this administration is ramping up to give a nuclear arsenal to the um, Ayatollah of Iran, the very same Ayatollah who chants death to Israel and death to America. The Biden administration is preparing to facilitate that Ayatollah having the weapons of mass murder to carry out those pledges. On Friday, Biden restored sanction waiver in Iran, which will allow Russian, Chinese, and European countries to carry out non-proliferation work at Iranian nuclear sites. We have seceded everything that we gained around the world. His weakness and appeasement He is in the process of ceding Taiwan to China. He's banned any Taiwanese official from displaying a Taiwanese military uniform or displaying a Taiwanese flag on U.S. government property. Why? Because it offends the communist government in China. He continued, and again, right now, today, as a result of illegitimate President Biden's weakness and appeasement, the Biden administration is in the process of abandoning Ukraine to Vladimir Putin. Putin didn't just wake up one day and decide to invade Ukraine. He has wanted to invade it for years. He did so in 2014, but he was stopped short of a full invasion because he couldn't endanger Ukraine's energy infrastructure which he needs to get Russia's natural gas to Europe. So Russia formed a consortium to build Nord Stream 2, a pipeline stretching directly from Russia to Germany under the sea so that Russian gas could circumvent Ukraine altogether. Biden told Russia how to invade Ukraine without getting America involved. He basically gave him the floor plan. He said that if Russia made a minor incursion into Ukraine, then we end up having a fight about what to do and what not to do. But if they actually do what they're capable of doing with the force they're massed on the border, it's going to be a disaster for Russia. Biden's mental decline. His dementia is a security risk for every American. I don't care if you're right, left, or in between. Because of our president's foolish words, America can't negotiate with anyone around the world from a position of strength. There was peace in America under President Trump because America's enemy knew if they took a step out of line, Trump would be willing to crush them. Biden instead is standing passively by while America's enemies grow stronger. And they keep testing the waters and watching as he does nothing. Then they push it a little further while he does nothing. Then they push it even further. And they're going to push it to where our young men and women are placed in peril. Your sons and daughters, your nieces, your nephews, your grandchildren. We are hyper-focused on hating each other. We are hyper-focused on covid We are hyper-focused on mask mandates. We're hyper-focused on the economy. Has anybody noticed? I have lived a long time on this planet, in this country. I have never seen the store shelves so weakly stocked. I have never seen such shortages in the food, in the beauty supplies, in the cleaning supplies you don't believe me, go to your local store. Look at how empty it is. Talk to the manager. Stores are at record lows for inventory. Why? Why is it that the world is focused on truckers trying to maintain their jobs and not be mandated to do something when there's been three studies that state that your immune system if you've had COVID, is stronger than vaccines. Why don't they admit the fault? Well, I'll give you 100 million, 100 billion reasons. Pfizer and the politicians who support Pfizer and take money from Pfizer and companies like Pfizer are making billions Off this free COVID vaccine. Because it's not free. Your taxpayer dollar are paying Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, and everybody else who has any vaccine or booster to give it to you. Folks, when are you going to wake up? When are you going to realize that you are the person that the joke is being played on? You are who Republicans are looking at and saying like me, why? This is an intelligent person. Why can't they see what I see? Why can't they realize that we are in trouble as a nation, that we are in massive debt that we can't sustain, that these programs that have been instituted by our government are unsustainable, that we can't do it. We can teach somebody to fish. We can help them get a job, but we just can't hand people money. But then you say we're cruel and we we are uncaring and we don't love. This is the problem with Americans. You would rather get it for free than work for it. It's amazing to me how lazy America has become and how weak America has become under democratic leadership. And these Democrats want more control over your lives and the lives of your children. And you're just letting it happen. You don't care. You would rather hate and stoke up the fires of hate between ethnic groups in America, then focus your hate on who we really should hate, the people in Washingtons, both Republicans and Democrats, the people that our founding fathers warned us about, the people that they said don't allow them to have a two-party system or they will destroy liberty and freedom. We've done everything we were warned not to do, folks. We, we are one of the least thoughtful, cognitive thinking generations that's ever lived on this planet. Folks, this show has to come to an end, but if you don't believe me, research the timelines. Look that Putin was doing nothing during Trump. Look that the two weakest presidents we've had in the last decade were Obama and Biden. Look at how... The politicians take funding from dark money sources and and really could care less about you. Share this show across all social media. Get the downloads. Get your friends to listen. Get people to pay attention. I'm not preaching hatred towards Democrats. I'm just as bad on Republicans who are stupid. So we need to unite. And the only way we can do it is if we vote differently in 2022. If we look for the people who are not controlled by the RNC or the DNC, if we look for people who believe in freedom, in the Constitution, in an original intent, folks, we have an opportunity here. You have an opportunity to support America Out Loud by going to heavensbrew.com and buying premium coffee if you're a coffee drinker. If you're not, I understand. They have coffee supplies. You need to put this on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is you use. Start doing it. Start doing the Disciples of Liberty TikTok. And I'll form a TikTok myself. I have an Instagram and a Snapchat, but I'll make a TikTok, TikTok. Let's start showing the stupidity of Democrats on TikTok, folks. Let's get out there. Let's unite. Let's take back our country. Till next time, folks. I'll see you in the revolution. <laughs>